Hey everyone, welcome to this uh, day after Mother's Day episode of the Jeff McAlino podcast. Please uh, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, and uh, don't follow me in real life, please. Um, well, depends on who you are, I guess. Uh, give me a rating and a review on the uh, Apple podcast, that would help me out quite a bit. Uh, give me a five-star rating. Uh, seems like people are pretty generous with the five-star ratings because I've gone on many podcasts and it seems like everyone's rated five stars. So seems like seems like podcasts are pretty immune to bad reviews, but I hope I'm not jinxing myself. And shout out to uh, Shush Mom is Reading and uh, Max. I'm not really sure who you are. Uh, but for your reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, hey, share it with a friend. Tell people it's fun. And, uh, you know, then I'll stop bothering you to listen to my podcast because your friend's listening to the podcast. Um, so I wanted to quickly... I, I, I wanted to give a couple of... Uh, goodness, I don't even know the way to word it here. I, I should have probably thought this beforehand. So I wanted to give a little bit of credence to some of my open mic uh, comedy I've been doing. Uh, because I've been doing Inside the Notebook on here just a few times. And I thought maybe it would be a nice idea to give a little sampling of my stand-up. So I'm going to do that, especially because one of the jokes that I made recently that went over pretty well with a pretty small crowd uh, was actually something that I rediscovered while I was doing Inside the Notebook. So I guess I might as well start there. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, and those of you who live local to me maybe would pay pay attention or come and watch a show. Uh, Coconuts on St. Pete Beach. It's right next to the newest uh, location of Caddy's. It's on St. Pete Beach. Uh, Caddy's is where Silas Steakhouse used to be. Uh, but Coconuts, it's the oldest uh, uh, comedy club in the state of Florida. It's a new location, or newish location, but it is the oldest comedy club. Uh, guys like Kevin James, Billy Gardell, Jim Brewer got started there, um, yeah, and uh, Jeff McAlino. Uh, so, not all of us are winners. <laughs> but uh, every Tuesday night, they have open mic night, and the more people who are there in the audience, the better it is. And uh, I'm going to share a couple of clips from uh, open mics that I did there. And the first one I'm going to share is because, again, the only reason I came up with this joke, it's a, it, it became a topical joke, but I came up with it because of Inside the Notebook. So I will share that now, and hopefully the editing works out nicely. But inside the notebook I talked about, uh, I was describing how my personality was or how I thought my personality was after a certain amount of drinks. 
And one of the things I wrote down was 8 equals loquacious. So here is how I spun that. This is from uh, I think, uh, May 4th, maybe? I don't know. It, it's recent. Here is how I turned that joke topical. Uh, and I hope you enjoy it. There, there was not a ton of audience there. I think there was 12 people probably in the audience this night, so not loud laughter, but uh, effective. Anyways, here's the joke. So, eight to nine drinks in, kind of where I am right now. You know, I feel like I'm loquacious. Loquacious, by the way, I just want to clarify, that's an adjective. That's not the latest victim of a police shooting. Although I haven't checked the news lately, it may be the latest of a question. Probably smoking a Newport cigarette. That's that's a topical joke right there. Yeah. Alrighty. That uh, that Newport cigarettes tag only uh, landed with a couple of people who happened to be black. Uh, my my whole not that there was a political point I was making with that joke, but I felt like it threaded the needle pretty nicely. Uh, I don't know. I I I hope it relates. So I am a political person, and I'm trying not to bring politics into comedy at all. But uh, I I'm hoping it thread the needle where you know I made the I made the somewhat racist comment about loquacious, obviously inferring it was a black person's name. And uh, the police, well, I think that's fairly obvious, and that would probably be a comment from the left. But then the Newport cigarettes, that's kind of the thing, the tag I was most proud of, that only a couple black people there actually registered. And one of them came up to me at the bar afterwards and complimented me on that one. Uh, because uh, Joe Biden's plan- planning or is is banning menthol cigarettes, which are uh, largely smoked by African Americans or people of color, whatever they're supposed to be called now, uh, and uh, you know, so that will just probably cause more interactions that shouldn't occur between police and people of color. So. Seems like a recipe for disaster to, you know, any rational human being, whether you're coming from the right or the left. But my my thing is, I'm kind of lampooning both uh, the right and the left, I hope. I like to do that as much as I can. I'm trying, again, I'm not trying to be a political comedian, but both the right and the left are full of stupidity and ignorance and uh, cognitive dissidence. I don't even know if I said that word right, but uh, smart people will know what I mean by that. (laughs) So, anyways, so uh, one thing I'm really happy, uh, and this is not a paid sponsorship, by the way, uh, but I was listening to Scott Curtis, who was a guest of mine, uh, I was listening to his podcast, Behind the Bits, 
and he interviewed the two creators of an app called a live show app. And if I have the memory to do this, I will link that in the show notes. <clears throat> but a live show app uh, was... Uh, it's basically an app that I think was created a lot because of coronavirus shutdowns and uh, people, they're not being open mics. So a live show app allows comedians, and I just discovered that this week and uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I did a set um, that... Uh, you know, we're okay. I think it's, it's, I, they're virtual. So it's a little awkward. It's actually, it's less nerve wracking by far, but it is much more difficult, uh, to, to pull off. Now you do not need to be a comedian to download this app. You could just enjoy watching open mics basically. And I would encourage people to do that, to be quite honest, because the more people in the audience, you're not muted, by the way, you're, you're quieter than the person performing, but you, your laughs make a difference. Actually, at the end of every open mic, they reward the person who got the most laughs. So, uh, if, I mean, look, as someone who, who had never been more nervous in his entire life, than the time that I did in open mic. And I literally, nothing was close to the first time, the nerves I had doing it open mic. And I've done a lot of things. Like, I, I, I was the press box announcer uh, for the Rays in the World Series. And I wasn't nervous about that. I, I, when I was younger, I did plays in front of people. I was never nervous speaking in front of people. Uh, doing an open mic in front of like nine people, six of whom were close friends and blood family, uh, I thought I was going to shit my pants. So if you want a low-pressure situation, if, if you're a, 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 an aspiring comedian... Maybe try this out, you know, you just, it's like, uh, you take a video of yourself, basically, it's, it's not all that complicated, and, uh, you know, it, it, it tracks laughs, and it, it records your set, so that if you go to your profile, you can watch your set back, and you can always make it, you, you can choose whether it's public or private, so you can watch it yourself, or you can have other people go see it, you can see a couple of mine, I made one of mine private already because I liked a couple things in there that I maybe wanted to uh, try to put a better uh, tape out there for people who, who want to look. Um, anyways, it's a live show app. And if I don't link it, somebody please message me or text me to uh, link it. But... You know, you should also be able to probably spell. It's all together one word. A live show. Uh, that's it. And it's an app. A live show. Download the app. 
And again, if you don't want to perform, you don't have to perform. Uh, but if you, it can be fun entertainment. You know, every night there's open mic opportunities, and I'm going to be taking advantage of it because you know the the nights I have my kids, I can't go out and do open mics. But you know, right now I'm only doing Tuesday at Coconuts. Uh, there is a Monday open mic that I've been made aware of that I may start going to in St. Petersburg as well. But for now, you can find me at Coconuts. You can find me on a live show. And, uh, you know, hopefully some some of you download it and enjoy it. But, uh, again, if you're an aspiring comedian, I don't see a downside to getting on there and trying out your material. You know, it, it it's virtual. There are limitations. You know, I realized quickly because I had a, I had a set that had a lot of this is going to be ridiculous to people who know me, but it had a decent amount of physicality to it, meaning, well, you know what? Even I already played that loquacious joke, and and you can, if you listen to the laughter, you can see that I got some reaction to the initial joke, and then a facial expression I did got a second wave of laughter. So, I guess facial expressions still kind of work, but some of the physicality of comedy that's needed is taken out by doing the virtual stuff. But if you're just trying out jokes and stuff, I feel like it's great. I feel like I've been able to learn a lot about material I may have already performed even, because if it got laughs live and it got laughs virtually, it's probably good. If you got no laughs both places, it's probably not good. Just a hunch. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, let's take a quick break. And uh, then I will do an Inside the Notebook segment. And uh, I will play you one more clip of a very unpolished... I've already improved on this set, but... Uh, a premise I was proud of uh, that I will play for you as part of Inside the Notebook. So hang with me here and uh, we'll be back. Welcome back. So uh, I'm going to share one more clip from uh, Coconuts. Uh, this is from a different set that I did uh, back in early April, I believe. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to share this and I will point out that uh, because it's a day after Mother's Day, I'll point out the first time that I actually kind of worked this joke out was for my mother. And I don't remember the circumstances of what I think she was. I'm, I'm assuming this is when my car was in the shop and she drove the kids. Uh, she picked the kids up from school and drove them to my house after I was done with work. 
I, I'm, I'm assuming that was it. I don't know why else it would be the scenario, but she, she drove over by herself and I worked this, uh, bit out a little bit on her and I'll add a little bit that I kind of added today. I don't know if any of it's funny, but my mom laughed and my mom, I feel like, is a great barometer for clean comedy. I don't know if this qualifies as clean comedy, to be honest, what what I'm going to play here right now, but uh, she, she is not really uh, someone I would say... No, she is definitively the antithesis of the kind of audience that I would try to get with my comedy. I can tell from my podcast metrics that are 75% male, uh, that, uh, and, and I believe 78% are under the age of 35. So I feel like I have a pretty clear audience and my mom is somewhere in her much older than 35, not much older, you know, well, I'm 34, so she's she's much older than 35, and uh, she didn't have a teenage pregnancy, by the way, nothing like that. So, uh, and she's female. Not that again, I would love uh, audiences of any age or or race or gender, uh, you know, non-binary even. I don't. I'm not trying to limit my audience. I just know what my audience is by jokes I make uh, most commonly. So if I can make her laugh, it's either a terrible joke or it's a great joke that can appeal to all audiences. That's kind of my thought. I I had a bit that I was going to use about, and I was going to mock, and by mock, I don't mean actually make fun of this but I was going to mock her it was a bit about uh, people having different ethical moral values and standards and I was going to make a joke that well my mom eats a man's flesh and drinks his blood every week you know that's a communion joke for Catholics and my mother found that very offensive and not funny and I didn't find it all that funny so I didn't use it. I probably will in the future, but I didn't use it. Uh, although, I gotta say, my son had his first communion a week. I think it was a week. By the time this comes out, it'll be nine days, I want to say. Um, he had his first communion. And, the you know, for the non-Catholics, that's where you take the the wafer that has become the body of Christ. And due to COVID, you no longer get to drink his blood, which is wine. Um, now, look, uh, the transubstantiation, you know, Catholics believe that the wafer becomes the body of Christ and wine becomes the blood of Christ. Uh, my son received his first communion. He went up, got the, got the wafer, came back, sat in the pew, and uh, I said, I leaned over to him and I said, Hey, 
how's Jesus taste? And he had a little snicker, and he, I could see the glimmer in his eyes. And I'm like, hey, does he need a little more salt? Would salt make him taste better? And I could see he's holding back a laugh. So I say, what about barbecue sauce? Do you think we could have some barbecue Jesus maybe for dinner? Now he lets out an audible laugh, and now he's really holding it back. Like, he's really holding it back. And I'm like, I got it. For dinner tonight, let's have some Jesus. I'll add some ground beef, because Jesus is real skinny. We need some fat. We'll make Jesus and ground beef tacos for dinner. And he, he bust out laughing, and I, I, I think I coughed or something to disguise it. And uh, a, f- a few people near us kind of kind of looked. I don't know if they could hear me or just James laughing. And I was a little bit ashamed because I was in the house of God, and the jokes I were making was were making. Oh boy, I could speak English good. <laughs> the jokes I was making were very hacky, so I was a little ashamed of myself. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I got on that tangent, but it's not going to make my mother happier with me. Um, But regardless, (laughs) I I feel like she's an interesting barometer for jokes or joke premises. If she finds something wholly offensive, you know, clearly it it could be good. And uh, regardless of all of that, since I'm recording this the day before Mother's Day, it'll come out the day after Mother's Day. I've got to say, I've got the greatest mom on the planet. Uh, I wouldn't be alive without her because I came out of her. So I, I feel like that's obvious. <laughs> but in in, uh, in real talk, I mean, I, I don't know. I talk to my mother... Almost every day. And look, we are the furthest people from each other as far as our ethical and moral lines. I I probably shouldn't say the furthest. I, I feel like we're both very nice people who really want people to be happy, other people to be happy. Uh, but we we vary quite a bit as far as, you know... Uh, drinking and uh, all of that extracurricular stuff. But regardless of all of that, she is also the person who I'm able to talk to about anything. And as much as I know she is unhappy at times with me and choices that I make, I I never in my life have to doubt who my number one fan is or who will, you know, accept me no matter what and love me no matter what. Uh, and my parents are, are, are that, but it's Mother's Day, so Dad will have to wait till Father's Day, which I think is next month. I don't, I don't know. This, this Mother's Day kind of snuck up on me, by the way. Anyways, I've rambled enough. I promised you a clip, another stand-up clip. I'm kind of happy with this one. Uh, I'll give you the tag that I thought of to add to it right afterwards. 
Let's do this one. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, technically, I'm not single. Any survey or form you fill out, you know, it's single, married, divorced, and widowed, and I'm divorced. Divorced is just single with a big asterisk. They said, you made a major mistake at least one time. <laughs> but every time you fill out a form, you have to choose. I don't know why the two options are not good enough. Single, married. I get why widowed's on there. They won their marriage. <laughs> I mean, but but divorce is like I'm entering a sweepstakes to win a thousand dollar Wawa gift card. Why do you need to remind me of the most painful memory of my life? So, I feel like that one was decent. I liked it. Again, my mother was the first person I kind of tested that on. And uh, to my friends, you know, you may either be in a story that I relay on stage or on a live show, the app, uh, or um, you might laugh at something I say and uh, then see it on stage. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that all works yet, but uh, we'll see. So the the tag I, I thought today, honestly, or yesterday, I, f I was filling out a survey yesterday, and instead of married, divorced, or I'm sorry, single, married, divorced, widowed, it had a fifth option for separated, and I thought, oh, separated... That's for the people who are crossing their fingers and hoping that they'll be widowed and not divorced. You know, something along those lines. I, I Initially, I thought, you know, denial about being, about being divorced, so they want to just cling on to that thing. But then I also thought there's a possibility, you know, they can root for death before divorce. I don't know. I haven't worked it out completely uh that's something i'll probably have to do on stage but there's a some surveys apparently have that fifth option on there and i'm not well i'm not gonna apologize if if you're widowed i mean i hope you understand these are jokes folks um you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast Unless you randomly stumbled upon it and this is your first episode. I will say it was pointed out that on Apple Podcasts, if you now just type Jeff M in, J-E-F-F space M, my podcast pops up on the list, which is nice. Uh, and Alexa now acknowledges my podcast. If you say, hey, Alexa, play the Jeff Macalino podcast. And I'd love if somebody told me, Hey, asshole, you just made my Alexa play your fucking podcast while I was listening to your podcast. And I said, hey, Siri, shut that. Ugh, yeah. I think I, I think I said that on an Inside the Notebook. Uh, part of the problem with Inside the Notebook and me in general is I don't have much of a memory, nor do I often listen to my own podcast. In fact, I never listen to my own podcast. So, <laughs> so I don't exactly know 
I will give credit to Inside the Notebook, though, for Loquacious. That was something that I wrote down probably 10 months or so ago in a notebook. And it just kind of popped into my head as I was trying to form a set. So open mics, I'll, I'll say this too, open mics don't need to be a set that is themed necessarily. It can just be random jokes that you are trying out. Um, they don't all need to be related. The ones I've done have all been themed. And I think I'll stick with that just because I do want the, you know, the dozen. Now, I'll say this. The the joke I made about the Wawa, the marriage divorce thing, that had like 30 people in the audience. You could probably hear more laughter. You know, those people all paid $5 to watch comedy, so I did feel a little more pressure to entertain them, Uh, but, you know, even the loquacious joke where there was a dozen, maybe 15 people there, you know, they paid, again, $5 isn't much, so yeah, if I miss trying out random stuff and some of it's funny, I, I shouldn't feel guilty, but I like to try to put on a somewhat professional set, so I try to theme it all together. And I'm sure it won't last that way because I'll need to test out different things and different avenues. Uh, So anyways, if any of my listeners are aspiring comedians, uh, a couple things that I would like to point out. Uh, I would get... I would get in contact with me so we could talk further. Because <laughs> I don't know things off the top of my head very well, and, and I haven't planned this out. But uh, Frank King, in episode three, recommended a comedy Bible by Judy Carter. And there's a new comedy Bible that I got by Judy Carter, which helped me quite a bit with actually mapping out some things that led to that whole divorce joke that I played and I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I'm not the it's not polished. That was the first time I performed that joke. It's the only time I performed that joke uh to any audience other than my mother. Uh so it needs some polishing, but I feel like there's really good bones there. Uh and one thing uh I think I would benefit from, and this is what Inside the Notebook and, uh, well, this is what Judy Carter recommends in a comedy Bible, is having a comedy buddy where you can can kind of go on your rants and find funny premises to go off of based on just, you know, living your life. Your life is funny if you find the humor in it. And if you're not an aspiring comedian, you know, ignore this, because it doesn't matter. I hope you enjoy comedy for what it is. If you would like to be a comedian, or even like to try to be a comedian, give it a shot. And reach out to me, I can give you some pointers. I'm an amateur, obviously, uh, but I can I can give you some pointers, and... Uh, 
you know, a, another guest that I had on uh, who was very fun, you know, to to talk to, uh, R. Scott Edwards. He also wrote a book. Uh, now, it's an older book, but he is also going to be coming out with a comedy course online uh, in the near future, I believe. So, you know, there's resources out there. And again, I already mentioned a live comedy, uh, a live comedy. Get the app. If you like comedy, get the app. And, and you know, some nights when you're not busy at, uh, I believe, usually it's 8.30 or 9 o'clock Eastern time, something like that. I don't even remember what times that, that they were. Just go on there and, and, and watch and laugh. You know, laugh when it's funny. And if people aren't funny, not everyone has been hilarious on there. Uh, that's fine. You know, it's it's how you find what's funny. And I do I do wish, from a personal note, I do wish that people would find more funny in their lives. You know, learn to laugh over things. Even if they make you angry, even if you get upset. So anyways, I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you enjoyed the stand-up that I sprinkled in here. Just a couple of uh, small bits that I've done. I hope if you're local, you come out, go to Coconuts. Even if I'm not performing, go to Coconuts Tuesday nights. I mean, they have other shows on other nights as well. Uh, But the open mics, you know, it means a lot. When there's an audience there and there are people there to, to, to give a better laughter, yeah, you're not getting the the best of the best. This isn't, you know, Doug Stanhope and Burt Kreischer and and Tom Segura uh, doing five-minute sets. It's Jeff McAlino and a bunch of other guys that I don't really know their names, but I, some of them are cool. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of them are funny, way funnier than me. So... You know, su- support local comedy if you can. And, uh, you know, laugh. Find the funny in life. It'll make everyone's life, yours included, so much better. So, I got some good guests lined up. Some great guests. I'm really excited for my next one, what's going to come out. Uh, and uh, I'll see you then. Hit me up on Twitter. Facebook, come on, like me, subscribe to me, rate me on Apple Podcasts and write a review, goddammit. All right, I love you. Peace.